What's up, everyone? Welcome to a new episode of H2W Podcast, Zoomer's Take on Financial Independence, Retire Early, where we talk about things related to um, financial education. This week, we're going to have Tesla, Metaverse, and Big Tech Earnings. And so, got some interesting points lined up for the conversation. Stay tuned. Hey guys, welcome back. Uh, this last past week, I don't know when this recording will go up, but Tesla has been outperforming the market by a crap ton. I think that's an understatement. Yeah. So <laughs> go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Right, I was just going to say that it's added more than 20%, sorry, more than 50% of its uh, market cap in the last past month. So yep. <laughs> yep. insane. Yep. Kind of insane. So what has happened? So like, I'm, I'm pretty sure I've talked to you guys offline about some of this, but Derek, let's start with you since you're like, Andrew, I think people who've watched us since the beginning know that Andrew and I are kind of like Tesla bulls, mm. but can we hear like what you think is the reason for Tesla's price going for the reason that Tesla's price is running so much? I think the biggest headline that I saw from Tesla would be their um, the deal that they got from Hertz or like that purchase order where they ordered, I think like a hundred thousand Teslas. And the conversation on that is like, they're paying usually when rental cars buy companies, they usually get like a discount cause they're buying so much in like a bulk. But in mm-hmm. the case for Teslas, they bought it for like full price because the company believes that the cars, instead of like depreciating in value, actually will add a lot of value to their like business model and stuff. And so they're willing to like pay for that much. And like that statement in itself kind of really set and proved to a lot of people, I think that Tesla Mm -hmm. is like viable and stuff. And that contributed a lot to, I think it's run, but I don't know if there's anything else. That's just what I saw. Right. And do you think it's valid that the price has run this much based on that news? Mm. I don't know. <laughs> I think I think it's never been done before. Like n- no one has ever bought this many Tesla cars or like cars in general. Um and oh and I think the other news I heard was that in I think Europe or something, like Tesla was like the number one selling car. Is that true? England? Europe? In England, yeah. I'm not sure, but it yeah. was in like I don't know. I don't and know it was like, like number one selling car, like not even number one electric car. It was like the number wow. one top selling car. Mm, um, and so I was like, oh, that's like pretty interesting that it's. Wow. Wait, have you heard about that, Andrew? I don't, I don't think I've heard about that. I don't, I don't follow like European news, but I do see like Nordic countries. Like um, it's like one of the most popular selling cars in Nordic countries, even beyond mm. like mm. any other like, yeah, other companies up there. So Right, right. It is interesting because I feel like the European car market is dominated by like German automakers. Mm-hmm. And it's just weird to see some like American. Like, can you imagine seeing a Ford in like freaking Europe? In Europe? It's like I just I can't imagine it, dude. Like, it's That's too true. weird. Yeah. Also, like American cars are usually just too big for like the European market. Yeah, I think they have like narrower streets and like smaller parking spots right, and stuff. Right. 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 But I don't so, know. Yeah. Like, I'm just kind of an observer right now. <laughs> To see, like, I'm like, I don't know. I'm not calling it like crazy or anything, but just it's pretty insane. Wow. I, think. <laughs> I think I think it's crazy. Like, for for any company at that size, when we're nearing, and I guess they're past at this point one trillion in market cap, mm-hmm. if they're adding fifty percent, fifty percent plus of what they're they're valued at in the markets mm-hmm. in a span of one month. 
that is really weird. Either, you know, people short bearers were like shorting this like crazy to keep the prices down before, mm -hmm. or people are overvaluing it like right now, right? At its right. current moment. So, right. I think it's probably like a mix of it. So, um, to like add on to Derek, or just a comment on what Derek said, I'm, I think it's very interesting that you don't think this rise is as crazy as the initial rise. And mm. so, I think that's gonna, that kind of shows like how people view these stocks, kind of, right, Andrew? Because if mm. you think about it, right, the initial rise, Derek, it was, it, I think it was increasing from like a $100 billion company. So like a $500, $500 billion company or 600 or 700. Mm. So like that initial rise was the same amount of market cap that was added in the last month. So you think about it, the year and a half span that Tesla ran is equate is equivalent to the current run. That they just got and in a month. Yeah, in a month. That is pretty crazy. So I think, I mean, I don't think it's crazy because it kind of like it happened again. <laughs> Kind of a thing, although it's in a shorter time frame. Right. So it's usually crazy. Well, it's just I think most of the time when people look at stocks, right, they just reference the the stock value rather than the actual value of the entire company. Mm -hmm. So then when you look at the stock value, that what happened in the last year, it was like a I mean, that was like a six X, seven X, or eight X, I forget. Andrew. It's like know. close to nine X, I think. Okay. Close to nine X. This last past year up until this last past month was pretty pretty flat though yeah it was pretty bad but yeah so it was like the amount of money that was moving into the stock was about the same as it is now which is kind of crazy which i think is insane mm -hmm. but i also think it's getting to the point where it's fairly valued so i think it was very undervalued for a good amount of time and um, a bunch of that was mostly contributed by the supply chain issues right that we've been having mm-hmm and I think there's a couple of things that kind of like built up and like kind of just made Tesla kind of pop off. So first thing's the Hertz deal. So you're right on that one. So that's guaranteed revenue. And the average sale price for each car is like 48,000, 48,000 something. Insane for. Yeah. So they got 100,000 of those. What's 48,000 times 100,000? Quick maths. Quick math. Go. Andrew, go. I think it's 48. 48 mil, right? Is it 48? That's six zeros. No, no. Five, eight, it's 4.8 times 10 to the 9. That is a help dog. Is that 4.8 <laughs> billion then, right? That's 4.8 billion. It's billion? Oh, because 10 to the 6 is a million, right? Yeah. And you just added three more zeros. That's it. 4.8 billion, dude. Right, obviously, we're not really good at mental math. Yeah, we're, <laughs> we're having, guys. We're good at math. Yeah, I get clowned on for just supposed to being good at mental math. <laughs> <laughs> this is weekend. One, mm. two, three. Yeah, four point eight billion. So you just got four point eight billion of guaranteed revenue. Are they st are they still in like a lot of debt though? Because they're doing like so much. I don't think that they they're profitable at this point. I think. Yeah, I don't think they have like, carry a lot of debt with them actually. Yeah. Mm. It's kind of at crazy. least on their balance sheet. When I was last looking at it, maybe two quarters ago, they were they were in the positive. Right. Right. Nice. Though. And then the other aspect was. Um, people were taking a look at the, the earnings, right? So when they were looking at the earnings, Tesla's margin has been increasing like significantly mm -hmm. over the last like year, which is kind of insane. Cause like, I think they're almost at 30% margin. So, like, what's, what's like this typical like automaker margin? 
I think it's closer to like 10 or 15 percent typical right so it's kind of crazy right right this, i think one of the things is the compounding cost of like expenses like marketing or whatnot tesla right. doesn't put any money in towards yeah like they don't do advertisement they don't uh, do at least in the traditional uh, sense right, right. I, I don't think they do any ads Right. Well, I mean, like, I'm not saying, like, I'm saying, like, Elon tweets, right? And then it's like CNN headlines or CNBC headlines or whatever. Right, right, right. right. Mm-hmm. And then they don't have what's called dealerships. So they sell direct to consumer. Mm-hmm. So that's really nice. So, like, they have, like, very low, like, overhead. So for them, they're getting around, they're getting close to 30% without um, uh, EV credits, which is what everyone was, like, flooding about for the longest time. So flooding like fear, uncertainty, and doubt, right? So like everyone was just like, once those credits dry up, Tesla is going to dry up. Mm. So I mean, obviously, they're proving that wrong like constantly now because like they're make, their cars are so profitable now. Like everyone they sell, they're getting 30% back and they're just reinvesting it. Mm. Another so, thing that I think big news in the last past month was uh, a really famous uh, short investor, Michael Burry, um, who oh, was yeah. shorting Tesla and Arc and a couple other like high growth uh, stock company uh, stocks? Mm-hmm. Um, exited his short position, and then when he broke that news, it ran like crazy. oh yeah, it ran so much. But <laughs> um, do you know what that means? Wait, Dad, do you know what shorting means? Like they think it's overvalued and it's like gonna be less than a certain value, right? At a certain time. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And then you just set up use certain financial instruments to track the negative direction of a stock so you can gain from it yeah mm. so essentially you're borrowing the stocks and then you're selling it back and then the plan is for you to rebuy the stocks at a lower price so then you can give it back to the the financial institution mm. but in this case he thinks he's going to lose money now oh yeah no that. i think he, he started losing money i think starting in september oh because of te- or like end of September, end of September, like all like the high valuation stocks just started popping off. Can uh, you quit early on your short like that? Yeah, you just have to pay to cover. So you cover based on the current market price, right? Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. So like, say you're it shorting depends, 100, right? Right. It, I mean, it depends in the sense that like it depends on what you're using to short the stock, right? Yeah. You can short like the actual shorting of it, but you could also write uh, like that's options. Even, yeah, that's even more dangerous. Cause that can go to zero. Right. So like, in, like an easy example is you can buy a hundred shares of Tesla today mm-hmm. and then say it's worth $1,200 today. Right. So then if you short it, so that means you're going to buy and sell it right away, but then mm-hmm. you still owe the shares to the, the financial institution. So then one day you're going to have to buy a hundred shares of Tesla to give it back to them. So the idea is that you can buy it back at 900 if it drops to 900. And then you buy all the 100 shares at 900, and now there's a $300 difference that you mm. put times 100. So that you're making like $30,000 because it's yeah. about $300, you know? Is that kind of idea? Oh, I see. I see. That makes sense. Yeah, because you keep the difference. Mm. Right. So it's really cool when it works, but when it doesn't and it just keeps going up, that means you're going to have to buy a Tesla at a higher price. And I think mm. that's Andrew kind of alluded to that, right? Because um, there were a lot of people who were short Tesla. And like th- some people think that this this has been kind of like a mini gamma squeeze where similar to GameStop back in January where um, the stock got pushed up because a bunch of people were shorting the stock. And then they, as the stock was going up and up and up, 
the the people who were shorting it got spooked and then they're like we got to cover and they kept they were forced to buy it back at a higher price and a higher price right and people are just gonna keep raising the price mm. so it was wild so i think i mean personally i've enjoyed the tesla run i don't know about you guys <laughs> i don't have any positions in tesla do you, Andrew? Oh, maybe like I'm not directly. Have in, in, yeah, indirect yeah, positions. Yeah, I have indirect positions. Yeah, you do have indirect positions. Hey, Derek, ARC might be positive for you at this point. The <laughs> 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 Kathy would still keep Tesla as like the main like. Um, she does. Holding. She reduced her. She reduced the the percentage of the fund. Though. Yeah, I think it's nine percent. Mm. But I think she if you check today. Done. She really yeah. shouldn't have done that. But no, but there's okay. a restriction. There's a restriction. She's not allowed to like have too much. Like as an uh, ETF, you're not allowed to have too much. I see. I'm not oh. too sure, but yeah. Um, but if you check, yeah, Derek, check your arc right now. Let's just let's just have like a fun <laughs> experiment on live uh, on our live podcast. Did you? Are you positive now on arc? I think I was I was on um I was on Twitter, and someone was saying uh, that there's been a, a lack of anti-arc anti-arc tweets coming out of like twitter which yeah. or even news from um money like you know like cnbc money or whatever right so mm-hmm. it's a good sign that some of these companies are like invest uh what is it called hedge funds um that are targeting high growth high risk stocks mm-hmm. are might be uh, primed for a like pop-off like yeah yeah Mm, no, sad. I'm still down. <laughs> <laughs> less than before, or like the same amount. Uh, probably much less than before, but it's oh, still much down. Less. By... <laughs> you... Yep. <laughs> <Sad>. <laughs> After that, I was spooked. I was like, shouldn't really listen to something and then do it because it might be too late already. <laughs> That's true. Oh, that reminds me of another thing. I don't know if we're gonna to get to it this this uh, this episode, but mm. if we have time, I'm, we'll bring it up. Okay. So actually, it'll, it'll follow into this uh, the next topic a little bit. So the next topic we're gonna to talk about is the metaverse. Ooh. So have you guys heard of the metaverse? So let's see. Let's hear Andrew's uh, definition of the metaverse because I've heard Derek's definition. Andrew, what would you, yeah, the metaverse. How would you define the metaverse? uh we talked about this like for the last past like two days but we have um well metaverse from the way i understand it is basically having a digital reality that um is kind of like a one-to-one to what we we experience right now in the physical world mm-hmm. and so whether that be you know us owning property or you know having clothing having social statuses work um you know work. In, uh, interacting with others um, there's there will be some kind of um, replica of that in like the digital world, mm-hmm. digital universe, right? Um, and so that's what I I see as right. So how does this relate to finance? Well, people can get rich there. Here we go. <laughs> yeah, the money money's. I think we're we're probably I'd say like in the very 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 early, not very very early, but. Because it has been making waves in big tech company, particularly Facebook, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, rebranding themselves as Meta. Is it called Meta or is it called Metaverse? They call themselves Meta, right? Honestly, I'm not sure. I, I think the company itself is called Meta, but their stock is Metaverse. I, I see. Think. 
So yeah, they Facebook. I don't know if people yeah. have, have heard, but they re- rebranded themselves as Meta. Mm-hmm. Um, and in there, I think their their I don't know if it's a town hall, but basically in one of their conferences to update uh, people about their new position, they're trying to transition a lot of their focus um, and their growth towards this new concept of a metaverse. Um, mm-hmm. And so this is kind of like a another acceleration new area that software companies can get into to um, start monetizing right and right, right. <laughs> when his money is involved there's always going to be some kind of you know other area that as, as investors we pay attention to right so right right i mean we've already kind of started paying attention to some stuff that exists in the metaverse right one example is uh, the episode we had recently with afu so technically nfts are considered part of the metaverse mm. so like I mean, obviously, a lot of people are making a lot of money from NFTs. We kind of know from Afu, but um, plenty of like young investors who are into like the the digital art field have like made a living on NFTs now. And then, go ahead. Oh, right, I was just gonna say, um, I I think Kevin follows this too, but on on Twitter, there's a pretty large NFT community. I think Twitter and Discord are kind of where the the NFT community kind of lives, right? And discusses right. and. On Twitter, I recently found out that um, there's this entity called Board Ape Yacht Club, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. they actually have in-person events. And in some of the events, mm-hmm. they actually have a yacht party. You have to, your only entry ticket is having a, a Board Ape. Ape Yacht Club NFT. Wow! And I was just like, this is actually like the metaverse, like not in like the digital sense, but in the sense that like you need to have this digital collectible to enter into the like a, an event it's like a new currency world. right yeah status right. like it's a status symbol at, at this point right it's like i almost f- see it like a you know in a car club right you need to have let's just say there's like a rolls royce car club you can't show up in a toyota yeah right? yeah yeah right, right so right. i think similarly it's like you you know this nft it allows you to enter new social circles mm-hmm. uh, you know new clubs social uh, social clubs so yeah, yeah. very interesting yeah and then even with that example it's like people are connecting through digital means now like people just hang out in discord channels or or twitter for like these nft drops right and then like since they have something in common like board apes or like any other nfts they get to talk to each other and it's like it builds that community <laughs> online it's kind of wild it's kind of funny so to interesting yeah <laughs> but it's like when you have like shared interest right like i think you kind of did something similar where you hosted at like an online conference like this last year right oh yeah no i'm just the thing that's running through my mind is like, is this kind of like how our parents felt with like the internet? You know, like they're like, why would you like, like type messages when you can like write a letter or like, why would you like FaceTime someone when you can just like meet them up in person? And now it's mm-hmm. like, wow, their people are just hanging out just because of the sole fact of like some digital stuff. Yeah. And there's like that space for it now. Right? Yeah. I almost feel like COVID happening and with this, like, there was <laughs> a period this, of lockdown. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think it did accelerate people to reach for these really far out ideas. I, I couldn't imagine only... Facebook without COVID going for something like this, this quickly. Right. Mm-hmm. right. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, and Derek, you're right. Like, people are lonely during COVID. So, like, <laughs> they're, they're trying to push 
social connections into like a new universe. So just like, I mean, like simple ways to think about it. Like we're going to be moving towards, uh, like I think Mark Zuckerberg talked about how he has VR meetings now where he'll be able to see his teammates in like a virtual environment. And he actually thinks those meetings are more effective than in-person meetings. Huh. I think it's just because it's new. Everyone's paying attention. They're like, whoa. So he's, he's not going to downplay. I mean, he's not, yeah. He's, he's okay. investing but, in, right? Fair, fair, fair. <laughs> it's ineffective. <laughs> very, 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 very. It's like, we've tried it. <laughs> but like, I mean, like, I mean, all of you guys probably been on Zoom, right? Yeah. Like, when you're in a Zoom meeting, it's like, you're, the connection's not really there because mm-hmm. like, you mute yourself, you can kind of hide yourself, all that kind of stuff. Well, that's going to be can, insane. You can be disconnected. But then if you're in like a VR world together, you can kind of interact with each other really in that environment you know i just so imagine putting on like a vr headset and i'm like sitting in the back of the class and i have to like actually move my head so i can like look at the whiteboard or something <laughs> and then it's like or a like, vr world so there's like pokemons flying through the window oh my God. i don't know <laughs> or like you can like you can alter like you can make people like transparent <laughs> yeah so you don't yeah. need to move your head right oh right? yeah because like it might be i mean with the metaverse it might be even more accessible because mm-hmm. now you can make it closer to you, like make the screen closer. You can bring it up. You can actually draw on the screen if you're like into that. Wow. And then like it just affects your personal reality, right? So I think it's like really a really cool space. And I kind of just wanted to talk about it in this episode. And it's like something that's going to be really developed up in the future. Mm-hmm. And like in terms of financial gain for us, I think it's going to be a huge area of financial gains if we can figure it's out. Like, got to think companies. about where or right, yeah, what companies. Right. I, th- I almost feel like, like because it's it's like a one to one. Like almost every industry will somehow have an impact on right, right. this new space. Right. Like I'm assuming there still will be like cars in like the physical sense won't be the same thing. But mm-hmm. I'm sure you know. Let's just say we live in a a future where where augmented reality is the new norm. Mm-hmm. that I'm sure car companies will also have to be fit this, you know, with, right. or that means not having a physical dash and that only requiring users to wear like a glass, a glasses that show like a holographic dashboard or navigation, mm-hmm. stuff like that. I am, I imagine like um, being like a game changer everywhere, not mm-hmm. just in, um, not just in like software. Right. 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 So. But then you got to pick out the companies that move in that direction. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. You want, to, you want to be the first movers. Right, right. Because, yeah. like, I mean, there are some good examples nowadays that are just people. I mean, Facebook's now a good example of, like, someone moving in that direction, right? So one of the first movers in social media. Um, there are other companies that already exist, like, uh, this is kind of, okay, this is going to be funny, but, like, like Roblox. Roblox, yeah. the game, like, kids, like, interact with each other and they create a whole community in there create worlds in there yeah they create worlds they create communities and they hang out and they all do it in roblox so that's like their metaverse right so like minecraft right minecraft too yeah right so like all these games so the gaming industry the metaverse is gonna be huge for gaming honestly Mm. and then the other stuff is like real estate so like there's a company called matterport um if you guys ever look on zillow or redfin there's like a 3d view option right Mm-hmm. So then you can actually walk through the house with Matterport's technology. So then like there's ideas of using it in like other contexts. Like when you want to tour like a place, you can like walk through it in the metaverse. So you can buy like virtual homes or you can actually buy physical homes that are connected to the virtual home. 
Or oh. you can like um, you can vacation somewhere virtually. I don't like that. <laughs> yeah, I know you don't like that, but like, I really you can. don't like that. That's like that's like dystopic. That's that's not something I look forward to. You know, that's like if the, there's like a cold, cold world. We have like a winter. What is that called? Where it's like the whole entire world freezes like over. Age? And then we like, if you want to experience like Hawaii, yeah, like Hawaii, you have to go into a room and turns on the heat with the sun. Like, I don't want to. <laughs> Let's not say that. Neopets. You guys ever have Neopets? Yes. Mm. Yes. Oh, you, did? You, you buy the stuffed animal in real life and they give you a code oh, that you can activate that. online and then your Neopet comes to life online and then you can wow. like interact with it virtually. Right. Bro, those are the original NFTs right there. They're OGs. <laughs> no, actually, dude, those are the yeah. OGs. That's the concept. Yeah. yeah. That's wild. So the way the world is moving, I mean, I feel like we, we're going to have to move with it, right? Like same way the, some people had to move with the internet and somehow some people didn't want to move with the internet. Mm. I think there's going to be a lot of pushback in this field, but it's going to be very interesting. Um, so last topic that Derek brought up was... Big tech. So big tech earnings came out last week. And I mean, there was a lot of hype for it. And it's just like, it kind of fell a little flat. I don't know. I don't know how I feel about the whole situation that much. So even now, because like, I think Andrew messaged me one day and I was just like, yeah, it was just like very bland. As in like, they reported good. Like, okay, so I think so the first couple of companies returned, uh, came out with really good earnings. Uh, Google and Microsoft came out with like amazing earnings. Like they they beat everywhere. Like they were probably like one of the best performers mm-hmm. in every which way. But the stock just didn't perform in the way I don't I think people expected. So like Microsoft had a good run for a little bit after it, but then like it kind of just fell flat. Yeah. Google also had something similar, and then today they kind of tanked. In comp- like so they dropped like three percent, which is pretty huge for like a big company like that. And then the other two companies, I mean, Facebook came out with something wild, so no one expected that, but their earnings were just like, whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, they did well, but like metaverse, you know? And then Apple, like Apple was horrible. Apple and Amazon were actually horrible. I don't know what you guys thought about that. Have you guys, yeah, you're invested in Apple as one of your like sole chosen companies. <laughs> yeah. Did you get a chance to look at it? Um, I just know that they underperformed their earnings like their expectations mm-hmm. um and i think it was mainly due for like supplier stuff right 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 um mm-hmm. but yeah so i was gonna my question was like it's just like one earnings call but that's why i'm curious to see why like investors always just or i'm curious to ask you guys too how much of like one how much does one earnings call impacts like your <clears throat> outlook on a company i guess because, like, for me, I don't think, like, anything has changed from Apple mm-hmm. in the, their direction that they're, they're moving. It's just, right. like, their earnings fell short of what they expected. Mm-hmm. I think Same thing I for, think, like, yeah. I, I think you're right, like, in a sense that, like, I don't think Apple fundamentally has changed as a business. But I think oftentimes money within the stock market isn't just long-term money, like, parked. It's mm-hmm. people who are actively or funds actively trading it, right? And so mm-hmm. short term, midterm, like in the next I mean, even for next quarter when they give out guidances, it was significantly lower than what people were expecting. Mm-hmm. Meaning that they're looking to underperform they're basically saying they're probably gonna underperform prior to what people what, what 
I mean, lower than what people expect out of them, right? Right. I see. And so those so, people who are in it for like the short term, they're like trying to move out or do some mitigation stuff, right? Right. And also to to outperform the market because you, you're parking a substantial amount of money in a company that won't do that well, then most likely the stock won't move mm-hmm. like more than the market, right? So right. the name in the game, I feel like for, for investing in the stock market is that you... I mean, the, the goal Beating the market. is to beat the market, right? I see. So, yeah. So, I, yeah, I, I agree with Andrew. I think nothing really has, well, in the mid to long term, or not mid to long term, short to long, mid term, the stock definitely won't perform as well as it should be just because there are um, things outside of Apple's control. And it's very rare for Apple because, like, Apple likes to have their walled garden and they kind of, keep everything very within themselves like so they can control it right so that they don't have issues like this high vertical integration yeah high vertical integration but i think this is one of the first times where i'm actually seeing apple get affected by supply chains because i think even last year when like supply chain was already like getting bad but like there was no issue with iphone releases um the chips were all there they released new macs they released everything but then this is the first time Apple straight up came out and just like, yeah, we won't be able to meet it. So it's mm. kind of like, it's kind of sus. It's yeah. kind of rare for Apple to ever do this. I also just remember in related to Apple news, it's like the Intel CEO or something saying they're they're gonna win back Apple. Oh yeah, it's funny. <laughs> <laughs> their talk, their stock is not doing hot, so they have to come up with some <laughs> some, some publicity to counteract that movement. Right. Yeah. I just, they're I don't not, think Apple's not. ever going to go back. They're not. They're not. There's no way. Because it speaks to that high vertical integration now that they can take care of it themselves. Yeah. Right. Plus, Intel just moves too slowly. It because they probably are like, oh, we're the only ones. We're yeah. at the top. Yeah. And then they kind of messed up. And also, like, um, Intel's focus was never on ARM. So, like, now that... which is, What does ARM stand for again? I forget, Andrew. Uh, you're asking someone who also has no idea. <laughs> ARM? ARM? ARM-based yes. processors. Yeah, ARM-based processors. But basically, well, mostly, it's usually used for, like, mobile devices. So, like, iPhones, iPads, and then now for Apple, they're using it on their Macs and their, like, right. large I, systems as well. I what just it? looked it up. Um, it's actually an acronym of an acronym. Whoa. So what? ARM is, uh, is Advanced RISC Machines. It's just the it's just the way that the chip is like architect is like the architecture of the chip. Yeah. Mm. yeah. So like, it, but it's architected for mobile, or basically, it's a little more power efficient. I think that's the main reason it's used for mobile. And in that case, I don't think Apple's ever coming back because they're they're using it across all their devices except for their Mac and their Mac Pro right now, or not even their Mac. No, all their mobile devices. And the only stationary device stationary is uh, the Mac and or the iMac and the Mac Pro. And but that's Mac expected to change yeah. soon. No, no, no. So all of them have the the ARM processor now, except oh. for Mac Pro. I think Mac Pro is the only one, right, Andrew? I think. Yeah, yeah I think the iMac uses the the new their new uh, chipset that they're making through TSMC. Yeah. So like they're pretty good. I don't think mm. they're ever leaving. They're not going back to Intel ever. So you're basically saying we're shorting. We're, we're shorting, shorting Intel. Intel big time. Intel. <laughs> well, Intel has other people to deal with. They can they can do Windows stuff still. It's just with Apple, I don't think they're out, they're ever gonna come back. 
Um, yeah. Oh, and then there's Amazon. So, like, Andrew, what do you think about Amazon? Uh, I think, I mean, we talked about this uh, off, offline, but their cloud growth and their cloud revenue, their, their, um, their margin, no, not margin, but profit from uh, cloud revenue is really, really good. Uh, mm-hmm. But the, obviously, their Amazon.com side is suffering. So yeah. Along with any other physical, uh, you know, goods, uh, I know Amazon itself doesn't manufacture the goods, but they sell it. And so, you know, supply, mm-hmm. you, should, you said early, like supply chain stuff, um, everyone gets affected, especially if you are part of the process. Mm-hmm. If you make money off the supply chain process, you're, you're bound to get hit, you know, True. it's almost impossible to not get affected or at least to mitigate the, um, the negative impact of it. So, right. Um, right. I'm still, I still feel like Amazon, I, like Derek was saying about Apple, same, same company moving mm-hmm. forward. But, um, I think in the mid short term, it's still going to be hampered by the macroeconomics. Yeah. Yeah. Same. I agree. I have no, I think I have nothing else to say. I think it was kind of a bland earnings and yeah, y'all should know that. It kind of sucked, but it's whatever. Uh, I think these big tech companies will come back by next year uh, when things kind of come back to normal with like the supply chain. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so I think that's all the topics we really wanted to hit. I guess like what's one takeaway people should should have from this episode? Like look more into the metaverse or do you think... Invest, I don't know. I guess we're not giving advice because that's a disclaimer. Yeah, Derek, what do you want to invest in? What, what do you want everyone to invest in? Let's pump something. <laughs> <laughs> oh my um, gosh. <laughs> McDonald's. Let's see. I think for me, I would say the metaverse is probably the biggest thing. Mm. Uh, it's Sorry very early. Yeah, it's very, very early. And I think. Anyone who is like into investing into like learning about or looking forward into the future and seeing where our our uh, humans as a species <laughs> is headed. Yeah, towards. sure. But how our reality is going to be structured in the future? They should look at the metaverse and think about like how I think their job or like what they can do to like affect it, right? Because Andrew also mentioned that like everything's going to be in the metaverse at some point. And like, think about how they they'll fit into that, and how they can be like a creator rather than a cog. I think that the metaverse oh. actually allows for that too, because like, no, there's no, it allows for anybody to kind of create and kind of be what they want to be in that universe, you know. Mm. So We're putting that flag up right now. Yeah. Metaverse hashtag next internet move. <laughs> But then we're, we're probably going to have a dot-com bot, but we'll like... I was about to say that. <laughs> 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 wow. There's facts. I mean, like, there's probably going to... There's going to be... Uh, what's it called? What's the best way to call this? Winners Metaver- and losers. No, Metaverse is going to create a system... Or it's going to lead to creative destruction. Oh. To creative destructionism. Where, like... Bunch of companies are gonna be created, and then they're all gonna be wiped out, and then you see like the light at some point. That's gonna be it. <laughs> but yeah, I think that's it. I, that's my takeaway. I I don't know what you guys want to say about your takeaways for this episode, but I hope there aren't mosquitoes in the metaverse. 
that's what I want to say. No physical bugs, but software bugs are going to be plentiful. <laughs> oh, that's pretty really good. Ooh. We end on that. Okay, okay, okay. All right. Thanks for listening, guys. See you next time. Bye.